0: Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor in chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career Changes are not the straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change, we inspire people that are thinking to change career, We support people that want or need to change career but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey and with one-third of our lives spent working it would be unimaginable to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hello and welcome to the Career Changers. Our guest today is chelly Phillips, coach, corporate trainer and motivational speaker as well as the author of two award-winning books, When in Doubt, Delete It, and Get Notice, Get Hired. Charlie's Successfully Ever After formula is designed to lend you uh, an ideal career perfectly matched to your skill set that feels more like get to than go to. Today, Chelly is going to talk about how to land your dream job Hi Charlie thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi. Hi thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting today.
0: That's great. So let's start uh, with your background. Uh, how did you start your professional life or better what was your first job?
1: So my first job I was a newspaper journalist and did that for several years and even dabbled a little bit with radio news. And then went into the world of corporate PR, and so I spent about 25 years there, uh, helping develop, de, you know, develop brands and stories for the companies that I worked for, and then realized that, you know, our job searches are really like a a brand promotion as well, because we are our biggest assets that we have. And so that led to my pers- you know, my own business now where I actually do career coaching, help people transition uh, through different job markets and basically get them visible in the workplace so that they can either get promoted or find the job that they've always wanted.
0: Hmm. So what was your dream job when you were a child?
1: So I wanted to be a truck driver of all things when I was growing up. Um, there used to be a tv show called bj and the bear and it, w- it was a truck driver driving across the u.s and he had a pet monkey which was called bear and as a child i thought everybody that drove trucks got to have pet monkeys and that was just the most adorable thing to me uh, but soon it kind of transitioned into writing and from about Um, Middle school on, I knew that I wanted to do something with writing, and then that landed, you know, worked its way into PR and then also being the author of the books that I am now.
0: Uh, What is your educational background?
1: So I have a college degree, and it's in journalism and public relations. And then from that, I've got several different certifications and certificates through uh, that I've picked up along the way, webmaster certification, coaching certifications, and things like that over the years as I've continued to build my career and grow.
0: So you mentioned earlier on that at some point you start thinking about becoming a coach. How and when did that happen?
1: So um, I guess it's probably been a little over five years ago now. And um, the business that I was with, we had a CEO change. And the whole philosophy of the place basically just changed overnight. Um, I went from having a seat at the table and a voice and how we presented ourselves and whatever to basically um, feeling like my skills were just no longer valued anymore. And that's what really got me starting to think about is that. Um, No one's going to pay you what you're worth, only what they think you're worth. And sometimes there's no amount of success that you can have inside of an organization, no amount of awards that you're going to win or anything like that, that's going to get someone else to see you differently. And so sometimes you have to make that hard decision to be able to say, yeah, I think I'm going to have to be the one that makes a change. I need to go find something that's going to be more fulfilling for me. And about that same time, I was working with um, college students and I was a sorority advisor for several years at a, at a college uh, campus here in Alabama. And what I was seeing is like all of these women would graduate with their degrees and they would walk across the stage, pick that up, and then they wouldn't receive an offer in their field of service or field of study. And they would take what I call get by jobs. Maybe it was retail, maybe it was a barista, maybe it was, you know, just something that paid the bills or started paying back on the student loans. And then when they would finally get that offer, maybe six, eight months down the road, they were getting lowballed. They were getting less of an offer than what some of the students that were getting offers right out of school were getting. They seemed to devalue their education once they had jobs in the workplace that were not in line with what their career choice was going to be and what i saw that is is that these ladies were bringing to the table you know they'd actually showed up for work they had handled customer interactions they had proved that they were accountable and dependable whereas these students straight out of college may not yet their work was being valued less and so working with them it really helped me get clear on how do we promote ourselves in a way that gets us noticed for the skills that we have and the value that we bring to the table so we get those great offers and that we can find that job that makes us feel like oh I get to show up here every day I get to enjoy doing what I'm doing and we leave at the end of the day fulfilled with what we want to be doing.
0: So you're mentioning uh, promoting ourselves so I guess this is really related with developing our personal brands how uh, do you support people in their careers through your work?
1: So I really help people get clear on what they want to do And then what skills that they have that best position them to be able to land that position. It's real interesting. Forbes, and I don't remember, it's just been a couple of years ago, uh, released a survey that said only about 15% of people have truly defined their personal brand. But if you ask them, over 70% of professionals say that they have one. And so what that means to me is that there's a lot of people that are just letting other people set the course for them and determine what they're known for. And for me, when I work with my clients, it's all about being authentic, coming up with something that resonates with you, that shows you in the best light, and that allows you to position yourself as the person that someone wants to be working next to day in and day out and allows you to show that, no, if you hire me, I'm going to be able to contribute to the success of this organization. And it's going to be something that you'll never regret doing.
0: So how can we land our dream jobs? What are the steps to follow?
1: So I like to approach it from there's five mistakes that people generally make in when they're when they're doing this. And the first one is not having a clear vision. Like you have to get very clear on what it is that you want to achieve, because everybody has a different vision of what success means to them. My vision of success success for me is not going to be the same as yours for you. And that's okay. We all have different things that we want to accomplish in the different ways that we want to live. And my goal is to help you get there, but you have to have that clear vision. Do you want that eight to five job? Do you want something that has remote time available? Do you want something that has time off flexibility and different things like that? So you need to get real clear on what it is that you want and what skills it is that you want to use day in and day out. um, there's also, uh, when I work with clients, there's some, what I call internal roadblocks, because sometimes people don't think they're good enough or they're not, they don't have as much experience as someone else. And I think it's really interesting. LinkedIn posted not too long ago that if you're female, unless you have almost a hundred percent of the job qualifications of so something listed, hardly ever will you apply yet. If you're a male if you have 50 to 60 percent of the qualifications, you'll go ahead and apply and take the chance. And I think what that shows us is that employers really don't expect everyone to have 100 percent of what they're listed out there. You know, realistically, it's more about the attitude that you show up with, the drive that you have and what it is that you how you can show them that you contribute to that success. And so especially when I'm working with female clients, it's about getting out of your own head sometimes and not. You know, feeling like I'm lacking in some area so I can't apply just because I'm missing one piece of this. Well, maybe your skills in the other area far supersede someone else's and it's going to shine brighter and it's going to still lead you that. So having that confidence to go for something that you might think that you're missing a piece and just look at it as, hey, this is something else I can learn along the way. And you can even start that journey. There's so many opportunities now with online courses, different online learning platforms and things like that, that you can show someone that, hey, I've already been looking into this area and if you hire me, I will continue to grow and develop in this area that I might not have all the skills that you want, but look at what I bring to the table with it already. So
0: you mentioned before that um, during your career, you had a more specific moment Uh, when all of a sudden you felt that you were not valued as as before. Um, So what do you think um, someone should do when they have to decide uh, on the next steps in their career, especially if they're feeling quite frustrated their actual situation?
1: So I I call that my fruit loop moment. I, I was actually working an event and I, um, at, in the job that I was holding then, one of the things that we did was put together a publication that went out to all of our customers. They got it monthly. It was it's more magazine than newsletter-like. And the new CEO uh, sent me an email one night and basically said his daughter didn't like the publication, that it, it didn't appeal to her. Well, his daughter was not our demographic for our customer. You know, she was a 17-year-old at that point in time. And our our demographic market was pretty much from 35 to 60. And, you know, it was one of those moments where it was like, it was kind of the icing on the cake. It was like, you know, like, okay, this is what I'm going to deal with over and over. There had been several things leading up to it. And he he wound up the email basically saying that oh I must have gotten my skills out of a box of Froot Loops, uh, back you know that reminded me of the day and time when we were kids and he used to f- I used to fight with my brother over who was going to get the prize inside the box of that Froot Loops or whatever breakfast cereal it was that month that we were eating. And you know, what I really work with clients now is really to get you to remember that you are the prize inside. Like these places are competing for you as much as you're competing for this job. And so it's really important that you get clear on the value that you offer in the workplace. And sometimes, you know, that takes us actually reaching out to some people that we've worked with or some different people in our lives and, and, and ask the question. What is it that you think of when you think of me in the workplace? Like, what skills do you associate with me? Because a lot of times we see ourselves much differently than the outside world sees us. And when we can get very clear on what we do bring to the table, it kind of gets rid of that imposter syndrome inside. And if you're in that case in the workplace right now where you're working with a supervisor that really doesn't appreciate you or doesn't feel like you have that that value anymore, that you're, you know, like you're not having a voice and you're not being able to position yourself well, then sometimes it is that time to make the look and go, is this where I want to stay for the next 10 years? Or do I want to start looking now so that I can find something that I can continue to grow and feel myself thriving in? Because the bad thing is is that we carry that negativity home with us. You know, I, I got to the point where I would pull up in that parking lot and I, I, I would just cringe. It would just be like, okay, how, what can I do to make it through the day-to-day? How can I avoid this person? How can I make sure that there's no interaction so that I don't have to deal with them? But it doesn't really help because you carry it home with you and then it impacts your life outside of work. You know, your friends are like, "Would you please keep complaining? I don't want to have lunch with you anymore if all you're going to talk about is how bad it sucks where you're at or your spouse or your significant other, whatever it is. You bring that home and you're not as engaged with them because you're still it takes you a while to unpack and unload from what you've been through throughout the day. So I really do encourage my clients and others to you are worth it you are worth that peace and that happiness that comes from finding a job that actually allows you to shine and one where you're actually respected and valued.
0: So you're the author of two award winning books. Um, The first one, When in Doubt, Deleted. Uh, Can you tell us more about this book?
1: Yeah, so you know, I mentioned earlier that I was a journalist before I, I, I went into the field of PR and then starting my own company. Um, and the the premise of this book came from that time in my life, is when we would have an editor. That would go through our story and, you know, basically you, you would write this manuscript that you thought, oh, this is the best perfect piece that I've ever written. And then you would get it and it would be all covered back with all this red ink of everything that you needed to change and that kind of thing. So the premise of the book is what if we had edits for life? And it's broken down into five categories, that there's things that we should begin, which was like the paragraph mark in, in writing. There's things that we need to insert into our life. And I call that like more joy and celebration and self-belief and those kind of things. That there's things that we need to move towards or away from. Um, and then also there's um, a, one that I really love the most. And it's, a, it's an editing term that a lot of people don't really know. And that's stet. And what that is, is when an editor makes a change and then they read through everything and then they come back to the beginning and they go, no, you had it right the first time. I want to leave it the way you originally wrote it. And that part of the book talks about being very authentic to ourselves. Like sometimes we have to make those choices and those decisions that are actually all about us and stay true to that and that kind of thing. And so the book is broken down into those five sections based on five different edits. And it's really all about adding more success and joy and clarity to your life.
0: Mm. So the second book is uh, Get Noticed, Get Hired, something that uh, everyone, uh, someone, something that everyone tried to do to, to land their dream job. So what are your suggestions?
1: So in this book, we basically walk through each stage of um, the job search and how you can use personal branding to set yourself up for success. Um, and that's going from identifying the right job positions based on uh, the notices that you read online or whatever and how to dissect them how to determine what are the the hard and soft skills that I need to make sure that I'm using in my communications and in my online profiles and in my cover letters and resumes and that kind of thing so that we can really um, score high so so many jobs right now um, a human being doesn't And actually look at your application until it makes through a computer screening process. There's something called ATS, which is Applicant Tracking Software. And learning how to keyword correctly can help you score higher as the computer rates you and gets you in front of that person. And so that's really the first step. It's like you've got to get seen by somebody before you can get brought in for that interview. And then how do you answer these questions in a way that makes you stand out as the ideal candidate? You know, there's so many behavioral based questions now. And how can you work in your skills and your accomplishments in a way that's going to make you stand out in a way that is different from other applicants that are coming through? And then the final piece of that is building your online profile, uh, because we know so much happens online with LinkedIn platform is specifically what I deal with, although there's some tips that you can use in there for some other platforms, because you don't want to appear too different on any one of your platforms if you have multiple platforms. But I, was str- I strongly um, focus on LinkedIn because of the professional aspect, and that's where the recruiters are going to hang out, and that's where your HR people are going to hang out. And so how can I showcase myself? Because one thing about online profiles, especially um, I say there's some high value real estate on the LinkedIn profile, and that's your headline, that's your summary, and that's your photos. And so we walk through how you can really emphasize those and how you can make those areas that really stand out so that a recruiter or a hiring manager will actually spend some time reading through your profile Because a lot of them now say that if your profile doesn't match what they're seeing on paper, they won't even invite you in for an interview. So it's very important that that profile matches what your resume and your cover letter is saying and that it also has a little bit of pizzazz to it. That's kind of that successfully ever after formula that we talk about is how do you make it stand out a little bit more than someone else's. And some of that is getting personal, telling stories um, in that summary area about why you're interested in this career and giving them a little taste of who you are outside of work.
0: So do you have any quick tips uh, to help uh, our listeners to leverage LinkedIn so that they can get noticed by the right people?
1: Yeah, so exactly what I was just talking about there. First is your photo. Um, You have a substantially larger chance of your profile being seen if you have photos in it. And not just the headshot that everybody has on there, but um, the banner images that's behind it. You don't want to have just the plain blue background on um, Um, the LinkedIn banners. You want want to use that spot to be able to showcase something that you do. Maybe it's a quote that really stands out to you. Maybe it's you doing an event at work now currently, or maybe it's something that just shows a little bit. uh, If you're a graphic designer, maybe it's some of your designs or different things like that, that you can make a collage out of and put behind there. And then there's another thing that's available now, and that's your video profile. And so now LinkedIn has a feature that um, if you have a video attached to your profile, It'll show a little snippet of it. And so, how do you position yourself using that? Because it's not something that everybody has picked up yet, and it's going to make your profile stand out even more than someone else's. And then finally, the headline space that's 120 characters for you to catch the attention of someone, just like in a newspaper or a magazine. You want to get them right off the bat say, Oh, they have this kind of skill that I'm looking for. And I strongly suggest that the job title is not the very first thing that's on your headline. You want to make it somehow a little bit captivating that shows off your skills um, in a way that somebody says oh i want to read more and see what they're doing so those are the first like simple easy things that everybody should be working on and then of course we could dive into the work experience and summary areas and all that kind of stuff down the road Mm
0: -hmm. so we often forget how each of us with our with our choices can have a positive impact uh, in the world how do you feel uh, your career um, is making the world a better place
1: so I hope I'm leaving people happier maybe than what they were before they met me and, and went to work with me. Um, I know how frustrating it can be, like I said, when you have a bad job experience and you do bring that home, uh, you know, into your, your life outside of work. And if I can help someone position themselves in a way that they feel valued that's going to carry over into their personal life as well. They're going to be happier. They're going to be more successful. They're going to raise happier kids. They're going to have happier relationships because they're bringing to that, that energy with them. Um, and so the other thing is, I really think is, especially for women, because I have a lot of clients that are women, is helping them get paid what they're worth. Um, you know, there still is a disparity in pay. And so gaining that confidence to really ask for what you deserve, what is fair market price and the that kind of thing, because I know that's going to impact their life choices going down the road as well, whether that means a vacation where they get some of that needed self-care, self-time away from home to spend, you know, quality time with family and friends, or whether it's just being able to do and accomplish, whether it's donate to certain charities that they love and adore, you know, but getting that pay scale back to where it belongs and having that confidence and being able to do it. I think all of those things are, that are are ways that I'm, I'm making an impact in today's world.
0: In your experience, how important is to find our life purpose? And how can having a life purpose change our professional lives?
1: Oh, I think it, you know, I think our purpose and our passion kind of go hand in hand. And when you can do something that you're passionate about, um, it's going to rub off on the people around you. So just like with what I'm doing now, is like, I hope anyone that encounters me and works with me really gets that feeling of, I do care about you and I do want these things for you. And that, and it's not just rhetoric that you hear me saying that I truly do want the best for you. And I think when we're in leadership positions or when we're in the workplace is if we know our passions, whether that's helping someone else succeed or helping them obtain their goals. Um, You know, I I think we're all better people that way. And I think it, it gives us more drive and determination to actually make these things happen. So when you can tie the two together, your purpose and your passion is so much stronger and, you know, like a force to be reckoned with is that, you know, like either get out of my way or help me make this happen. And, you know, and then along the way is the other people that you can bring with you to help them succeed as well.
0: Why are we often scared to ask for guidance and what difference can make having someone to guide us in the right direction?
1: I think first off is, is there's the fear of getting real with people sometimes is that, you know, you don't want somebody to know what you don't know. And, you know, you think maybe that makes me appear weak or less valuable in the workplace. Um, and I, I I happen to think the opposite, you know, um, the other side of that is that someone may have, you may have asked before and you got bad advice. And so that makes us leery about asking another time. And so, you know, I, I tell my clients, you know, you all need mentors and you all need sponsors to stay in the workplace. And there's a difference between the two. A mentor is someone who's going to help you in career. It's going to talk about the skills that you need. It's going to give you feedback on projects and different things like that. But your sponsor is that person who's going to help you get to that next level. They're going to be the person that's in the room when you're not there, when the positions are available and key management is talking about them. They're going to be your advocate. and They're going to be the someone that says we need to give them a chance. And so, you know, sometimes it's hard to put yourself out there as maybe I don't know this, or maybe I'm confused about what's my next step. Um, But I think it's incredibly key who we surround ourselves with, and that the circle of people that we put around us are those that we can trust. And, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, if you have had a bad experience, asking for that advice, or asking for for help along the way I hope you take a second chance because I think generally you know there's more people out there who generally want you to succeed than want you to fail and you know when you find those right people they can be a huge advocate in helping you find the roadmap that you need to succeed so if anyone would like to get in touch with you how and where they can find you So I'm on all the social platforms, Chelly Phillips on LinkedIn. Um, The other place that's easy to find me is ChellyPhillips.com, C-H-E-L-L-I-E-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com. I I have tons of free resources out there for people. Um, And one thing I'd like to share with your audience is um, if you are interested, in positioning yourself in the workplace, um, I have a free resource right now that I would love to share with your audience. And it's if you'll go to chellyphillips.com backslash planner, P-L-A-N-N-E-R, you can download the visibility guide that I have and it'll walk you through how to get more visible in the workplace.
0: Oh, thank you very much. That's very useful. Um, so we are reaching the end of this episode, but there are still few more questions. Um, what type of advice would you give to anyone um, during their their journey to self-realization?
1: Um, don't let the fear of unknown stop you. Um, there's so many opportunities out there that um, if something piques your interest, spend some time studying it and getting to know um, what's really involved in it. And, you know, don't let the fear of failure stop you from taking a chance because, you know, we're, we're, we, we all learn throughout our entire life. And I think one of the strongest things that we can be is perpetual learners. And, you know, if there's something that you want to try, try it because it's going to be a huge growth potential for you. And so I, I think that's the piece of advice that I would have on that is, is don't let the fear of the unknown stop you from trying something new.
0: And what type of advice would you give to someone that is looking specifically to change their career?
1: So I would say the first things I would do is get um, is, is do a lot of research online about what field do I want to be in? Do I want to stay in the same field but different position? And then do some research on what those qualifications are and, and what are the topics that are really trending in that area right now. And then you can build your own profile around those things so that it really positions you to stand out in that light. Um, The other thing that I talked about mentioning earlier is is really start working on your network. Who are the people around you? Who are your colleagues? Who are other people that might be in that field that you're looking at moving into that you can connect with so that you can really get some day-to-day feedback of what is it like in this position? What do I need to be aware of if I want to move into this kind of role or into this industry so that you're really prepared to make that transition? And then the other piece is, um, I tell people it's much easier to find a job while you have one, but if you don't have one, there's still hope out there. So if you can make the transition and you can plan the transition before you leave the place that you're in, that's always better. It's easier for you financially because you're not losing a paycheck or something like that and having to depend on savings to, to get you through. But if not, there's plans and ways that you can make it happen. And then you just have to be very aggressive and treat your job search as you did your day-to-day job and just you know put in the time and the effort day in and day out to make it happen. Mm-hmm.
0: So now, well, we are really uh, at the end of this episode and the last question that we usually ask to all of our guests, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self?
1: Oh, I would say really focus on on the people that, that you meet and that you encounter because we all have so many different stories and I've learned so much from from people over the years who have been just so willing to share advice and share feedback. Um, And I think when I was early on in my career, I was a little afraid of that because I was afraid maybe they would tell me that I didn't belong where I was or that I needed to work on some things that maybe I wasn't really ready to work on yet um, and so I would say take take advantage of whoever crosses your path you know sit down with them get to know them find out what makes them tick and see what you can learn from each other because really and truly we are stronger together than we are apart and when you can build that network you have those strong resources to count on throughout your entire career. Well, thank
0: you, Charlie, for joining us today and sharing your inspirational uh, uh, story and wisdom with our listeners. Uh, Thank you so much for
1: having me. It's been great being here.
0: Thank you. And the last message for our listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of The Career Changers.